know every trick in the book. I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today's episode is How to Decorate a Bookcase, and we have an exciting interview coming up. Anita is absolutely right. Today is an extra special episode because not only are Anita and I divulging our top tips and ideas for designing and styling your bookcases or shelves, but we'll also be sharing our very spirited chat with the hosts of the Book Club Girl podcast. Tavia and Bianca from the Book Club Girl share their favorite design books with us, and we dish on all things bookish. I was watching a video recently, an informational, educational video, and there was a speaker in front of a very large bookcase. The bookcase was styled, well, I'm trying to think how to say this. It didn't look very nice. So As much as I tried to focus on what the speaker was saying, I was focused on this bookcase that was just driving me nuts. Redesigning the bookcase. Oh, I'm I'm thinking, I don't know what you said. I'm not learning anything because, but I've completely redesigned in my mind the bookcase behind you. So true. You just get distracted when you know you can change something, right? And make it look better. We're going to help everybody do that with their bookcases and shelves today. So let's dive into the tips. What's your first one? One of my favorite tips is don't be afraid of blank space or empty spaces in the bookcase. And I found this to be the case when I had photographers come to my house to photograph my house for magazines. They would always take half, it seemed like, of what I had on shelves out. So this is really a stylist tip for magazines, but it's really something you can have in your home pretty simply. Don't put too much on those shelves. You're going to feel like it's too empty, but it's probably not because I think our tendency is to fill every empty space. Absolutely. And as negative space is important in general in design, it's definitely important on your shelves and in your bookcases. And so are all the other aspects that we talk about so often. Flow, balance, scale, adding texture, and having varied heights. So as you would do in a a whole room or in an entire home, you're going to want to do it on a smaller scale in your bookcase or on your shelves because even on this smaller scale, all these ways to add style and create a beautiful design really come into play. Another tip is to make sure the things on your bookshelf are not too small. So I like to think that maybe about two-thirds up of the space, the vertical space on your bookshelf is about the right height. So you don't want it all the way up to the shelf above it. It just looks kind of crammed in there if you do that, but too short and it looks dwarfed by the shelf. So I would say two thirds up is a nice height, although you want to vary vary it a little bit up, some a little taller, some a little shorter. But if it's just maybe a third up the shelf on that space, you want to put a riser underneath the item or put some books underneath it to get it up a little bit higher. And obviously varying the heights too. If you're putting a few things next to each other, we don't want them all the same height. We want every piece that you put in there to shine a bit. Everything's not going to be the wow moment, but everything should have an opportunity to be seen and featured in its own right. And along those lines is you've got limited real estate when you're dealing with a bookcase or a shelf. There's just only so much space. So each item should really count. 
you should really, really like each one of those items. And if you're dealing with a tall bookcase with multiple shelves, I feel that one or more of the shelves can be filled with just books on the vertical. It's kind of a palate cleanse and a breather. Now, not all bookcases have to have books in them at all. You know, it can just be a display case. But most times, if you've got a bookcase, people are going to put some books in there, even if they are just the supporting players to the decor. But if you're going to have a bookcase and you're going to use it for books and decor, I would say no paperbacks if you can get away with that. If you love to read and you want to keep your paperbacks, maybe put them inside a nice woven basket and then on one of the shelves. But don't put the ones that look like they've been to the beach or the pool or been used as a coaster or something like that on your bookshelf, <laughs> right? You know, we're like, we, want, we don't want to just have books for the looks, but we want to have books that look good. And another thing you can do to style your bookcase is to go with a limited color palette. I have a bookcase where I've put... Now, the books are different colors, but the items in the bookcase tend to be kind of cream-colored or brown or black. If you're a reader, you're not going to just pick out your books by the color of the spines. <laughs> so right, I, right. I am all for having books that you actually read and enjoy or plan to read in your bookshelf. They do not have to be all the same color. They don't have to, I don't really like them covered with other materials. Like I love books. So I want to display my books and the ones that I read. And I think it's so interesting when you go to someone's house and you can look at the books that are on their shelves and you kind of get a sense of them a little bit. Limiting the color palette of the decorative items is a wonderful idea. It's more calming rather than having a lot of different colors going on. And then a lot of different colors in the spine. This way you can really streamline the palette for the decorative items. And I like the idea of adding something organic. If you have the bookcase and it's near a window where you can get away with a little plant, that's lovely. Adding texture is a great idea. And adding roundish objects are great. So think about creating a little vignette. You can really get super creative. There are so many ways and there are endless objects, of course, that you can put in your bookshelf. But I love how Anita said, go horizontal and vertical with your books. I like leaning books as well. You could add in even some bookends. You could use just one bookend if some of the books are leaning against the side of the shelf. I think that's a great idea. And let's talk about some other things that you can put in the bookcase. Small paintings. I have some little vintage oil paintings that are just so fun tucked in a bookcase. And these smaller sizes, they're made for something like that. It's a great way to display them. If you have something that's not really that pretty, but you need the shelves for storage, get some pretty decorative boxes and store something in those boxes. I have a cloche right now stacked on or sitting on a stack of three vintage books. And in it, I just changed. That's another one of my little hotspots. I'll change it out for the season. So I did have a little bunny such such and such in there (laughs) a couple of weeks ago when it was around Easter time. At Christmas time, I had a vintage Santa inside of it. So that is a nice, easy way to change up the bookcase just a little bit to tweak it for the seasons if you like doing that sort of thing. I also like putting something behind the the items that are in the bookcase. Or this shelf, let's just say it's going to be all decorative. So behind, maybe you put a tray and you lean it, or a platter, or 
maybe a big enough painting that you can see it, even though you're going to put a few things in front of it. That's a really nice way to create interest and depth in your shelves. Another thing you can do, what about putting some wallpaper or painting the back of your bookcase? And it's really nice to use, if, if you're using maybe lighter colored things in your bookcase, then go with a dark color back there. Or the other way around, if you're using dark things in your bookcase, go with a, a lighter color back there. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. And using the adhesive wallpapers that are so prolific right now, you could change it out if you got tired of, of having something in the back. Or grass cloth is beautiful behind, you know, in, inside the shelves, behind all the items. Absolutely stunning. And I love the idea of painting the bookcases. I must say, I did get three billies. They just arrived. Did you get them? Oh, I'm so excited yes. for you. So how do you start decorating your bookcases? What, what would you do? Say you wanted to decorate a bookcase that you already had. Would you take everything out of it or would you just start moving stuff around? Uh, it depends on how big it is and how energetic I felt. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've done it both ways. I mean, you can take everything out and start over. If you just really want a completely fresh look, that's what I would do. But if I just feel like, ah, it needs a little tweak, sometimes I just go in and make a few changes. So what about you, Kelly? Well, I do take your tip and I take a picture, even if I ah. sort of like it, because mm -hmm. maybe I sort of like certain parts of it, but I feel like it, it needs a big change. I love taking all the stuff out, cleaning all the shelves, of course, and at the same time or prior to that, going around to all my stashes, <laughs> right? And I'll put them all out on the dining room table. So it's just like playing. And then I'll start and, and I'll start with sort of the bottom shelves. Maybe that's where I'm going to put maybe just a row of vertical books to sort of give it some grounding and then take it from there. And then tweak stand back, you know, you do a lot of back and forth, back and forth. And then when you finally feel like you've got it right, take another picture. Glad you remembered to say that because that really is one of the, our best tips, I think, is to take the picture before you start and take a couple of pictures along the way. Maybe you keep tweaking it, but you may end up with something and you think, wait a minute, that three tweaks back is better than this one. Mm -hmm. So what did I do? So I think it's great to take pictures along the way. And while you were saying that also, I was thinking, I was thinking of the bookcases I have in my study, which are, are massive. And that just makes me tired thinking about pulling all that stuff out. But for a smaller <laughs> bookcase, I mean, yeah, I think if it's a smaller one, I probably would just pull everything out. But that one, I, those things aren't coming out till we move, I don't think. <laughs> and it's such a great time to shop your house and rotate your things around. So do it seasonally. You know, some people said to me, I, in fact, I was just with a friend the other day and she's like, you know, do you move everything around a lot? And I was like, yes, <laughs> I do. But, you know, it's part of what we do. Not everybody does that. So if you haven't done that in a while, after you listen to this, do it, right? Go to a shelf. It doesn't have to be a giant bookcase, just a shelf or even just create a vignette, even though that's not really the topic today, but you really are creating small vignettes within the bookcase. So before we get into our interview with the hosts of the Book Club Girl podcast, Anita and I want to share with you the companies and products that are bringing DTT to you today. So Anita, I heard you got your Aura frame. Tell me what you thought. We had so much fun. Uh, all three of us were sending photos from our phone to the frame. We had pictures from vacations. 
Uh, so many fun memories. Honestly, we spent the whole weekend looking at the frame. I am not kidding. And it was so easy to set up, right? It was super easy to set up. An aura frame will give smiles, joy, and happiness every day of the year. Named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things three years running, it is guaranteed to make mom smile. An aura frame brings all your photos and videos together in one gorgeous high-resolution display. Preload the frame with meaningful memories and a special message that will appear as soon as it's set up. There's unlimited storage, unlimited contributors, and you can share photos from any device and they will instantly appear in the frame. And setup could not be easier. You download the free Aura app, plug in the frame, connect it to Wi-Fi, and select photos or videos to add. From now until Mother's Day, DTT listeners can save on the perfect gift. Visit AuraFrames.com. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. And our listeners will get up to $40 off while supplies last. Terms and conditions apply. It's no surprise to you that Anita and I love setting a beautiful table. That's why we're thrilled to be partnering with Year and Day. Year and Day gives you everything you need to set the perfect table. Their curated assortment of high-quality dishes, flatware, and glassware was designed to enhance not only your table, but your life. The ceramics are absolutely stunning. They come in a semi-matte glaze and in colors that you'll just love, from a blush pink to a light gray to a warm off-white and a midnight, which is a deep navy. The flatware is finished by hand and offered in four finishes, polished steel, matte steel, matte black, and everyone's fave, the matte gold. And all the pieces are dishwasher safe. I have the dip dishes, the large serving bowl, and the low serving bowl. Each piece is absolutely stunning, and those dip dishes are so useful. Year and Day is giving Decorating Tips and Tricks listeners a special offer. Visit yearandday.com slash DTT and use the code DTT to get $25 off your first order of $150 or more. And you'll also receive free shipping on any order over $150. Visit yearandday.com slash DTT and use the code DTT to get $25 off your first order of $150 or more. Favor, previously the Pill Club, is a digital health company that sees the whole you. Their licensed medical team puts your health first with access to affordable birth control, skin care, menstrual care, wellness products, and more with an online subscription. With Favor, you'll never have to make a trip to the doctor or wait in line at the pharmacy again. Favor provides personalized access to care from the comfort of your own home and delivery to your door in discreet packaging on time, every time. Remember, the Pill Club is now Favor, and Favor carries over 120 FDA-approved brands and ships to all 50 states. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 per month without insurance. Along with the birth control sent right to your door in discreet packaging, Favor sends fun self-care gifts and goodies. And right now, when you go to heyfavor.com slash DTT, Favor is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every DTT listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's heyfavor.com slash DTT to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need get affordable birth control. Remember, heyfavor.com slash DTT, and you must use the link to make the donation. 
We are so excited to be welcoming Bianca and Tavia of the Book Club Girl podcast to Decorating Tips and Tricks today. Thank you so much for making the time to come onto the show. Oh, thank you for having us. It is so awesome to be here. Bianca and I, when we're when sort of like we're in the downtime between recording our author and interviews for the podcast, we're always talking about our bookcases and what's on them and how they look. Well, we are so excited. We love our books and our bookcases as well. In fact, today's entire episode is all about decorating bookcases and how to use books in your decor. So this is perfect for our interviews, our our mutual interviews, I should say, <laughs> to be included in today's episode. So tell us a little bit about the book club girl podcast. As you can imagine, the Book Club Girl podcast discusses books that are perfect for book clubs. So we always look for books that are super discussable. We really like books that have strong female protagonists. And we always interview the author after we discuss the book. But the thing that sort of sets our podcast apart is that our listeners ask the questions. So we share the authors that we're going to be interviewing for a season ahead of time. Our listeners submit the questions. And then, you know, if their question gets asked on the air, we send them a free book. So it's sort of like this big loving circle of just book, book, it's a book bonanza. <laughs> wow. I didn't know about the free book part. I've yeah. been a Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to get in on that and send you a question. But I absolutely <laughs> love your podcast. I have enjoyed all of season one. And I'm really looking forward to the rest of season two. Oh, thank you. Um, I wasn't a part of season one. I, I So I, I'm new to this. But I've got to say to you, Tavia, this is totally my favorite, you know, new book club. So it's been so fun so far. Oh, my gosh, Bianca. Totally. I mean, I quit all my other book clubs when I started this <laughs> podcast. And uh, <laughs> Uh, so there's a lot of pressure on you, Bianca, and you're living up to it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's dive into the decor aspects of loving books and having books. Anita's got a great question to kick it off with. All right, so what are your favorite all-time decorating and design books? I have something that is maybe a little bit um, untraditional. So I love the book, um, The Little Book of Huga by um, Mike Viking. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. It's oh, my Viking. goodness. His last name is Viking. Viking. I swear Ooh. to God. I know. I and he's that. really As hunky. it should be. <laughs> he's totally hunky. It's unbelievable. He is. Yeah. He is. He's quite beautiful. Um, so <laughs> to give a little recap, um, this is basically a book about getting Huga into your life, which Huga is basically this Danish concept of comfort and togetherness and well-being. And I love Danish interior design. I think it's, you know, mainly because I think they they really, they the, the way they think of home is the center for Huga. So it's all things like cozy and stylish. Um, and so I just, I just eat it up. Um, and so just to give something that is, um, you know, a nice takeaway for your listeners in terms of, you know, what's in the book and why it's relevant. Um, <laughs> so in the book, there's this section on 10 things that will make your home more Huga. So I'm not going to go through all of the 10 things, um, but just to name a few, they mentioned having like a fireplace and candles and books and ceramics and blankets and cushions. And I just, I just totally agree. I feel like that's something you can quickly toss in. I also love Huga, but I'm not, I'm going to talk about more dream and drool kinds of books because when I think of a design book, I think of like photographs, big color every yes. page like yes. just stunning interiors that I could never afford in my own life <laughs> <laughs> so one of the I think you know if you're talking like favorite all-time design books I think you have mm -hmm. to go with a book that talks about the best of the best so 
This is a book. I am so intrigued now. Like you (laughs) built this up so much. I want to hear what this book is. So it's by Frances Zamora, who actually has done a whole bunch of these interior design books. The one that I'm going to recommend is called 150 Best of the Best Apartment Ideas. And, And I know most people don't live in apartments in this country. I'm pretty sure most people live in houses. But I am a city dweller. And so for me, apartment ideas are where it's at. And also, this is the bookcase design episode. So this book has multiple options for stunning bookcases in all different kinds of design, all different kinds of settings. My favorite picture in the book is of this floor to ceiling bookcase. It's this sort of dark wood you can see through the bookcase and it's they use it like a wall in a locked mm, space. It's wow. oh, amazing. Mm, to delineate so, the space. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. And and of course like you know, I'm using We're air drooling. quotes. This is obviously a design <laughs> book. I, so so I'm using air quotes around the world word apartment because this apartment is so big. <laughs> it's like it's okay it's an apartment fine but it's got the square footage of you know a two-story house so anyway so definitely recommend 150 best of the best apartment ideas but then i think for design that's maybe a little more accessible i have to go with homebody by joanna Gaines. i know that she's a controversial i feel like she's a little controversial like some people (laughs) love her look some people don't she's got a very definite aesthetic Mm -hmm. but if you appreciate that kind of neutral palette the sort of natural materials you know this book we can we can replicate this look in our home and um you know most of her living rooms have books in them she's a book lover and she uses them in design and i always appreciate that well, and I think her style is very attainable. So, I mean, there, it really has that going for it, too. Great books. Everybody should check those out. So those are some books that have been around for a little bit. Do you have any new releases in the genre that you're really enjoying? I think you guys are going to be really excited about this book, frankly, based on what I've you've told me already about sort of your own books. This one is called The Art of Living with White, and it's by Ooh. Chrissy Rucker, and it's coming out in September. So it has... Again, more dream and drool, more than Mm -hmm. 250 photos and various design styles. So it's not just like all contemporary or it's not just all country. So you can choose the the white environment that suits you and and bring it into your home. And one of the reasons, I mean, whatever, the only reason I'm excited about this book (laughs) is because books look so good in white environments. They just are that pop of color in a white room. Are you telling me you decorate your whole house around the books? No. <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? Not my entire house. Maybe just my bedroom. <laughs> For one of the hosts of the Book Club Girl podcast, that makes good sense. I, I have to read that book, Tavia. I just love having any kind of aesthetic with white. My bookcase is also white, and I do love it because it makes all like you know the covers and whatnot that I have pop. So I totally agree with that. Well, Anita and I love neutrals, and we're always suggesting to our listeners to work with neutrals, especially if you're just getting into decorating, because it's a little bit easier than trying to design a whole room with lots of color and pattern, although that's wonderful. So this book might give a lot of suggestions about using Mm -hmm. whites, off-whites, and different neutrals in your decor. Yeah, it's a lot easier to do it without a decorator if you're doing neutrals, absolutely. 
So what's your new one? Yeah, so my new pick, um, so it's called Why Design Matters by Debbie Millman. Um, Millman and Another podcaster. Yes, oh, okay. yes, of course, of course, you two, you two know. So I read online that she actually started the first design podcast in 2005. I don't know how true that is. And so I was reading about it. And apparently since 2005, um, you know, the podcast Design Matters, um, and, you know, it's had interviews with some of the, you know, the most creative minds. And so mm-hmm. what this book does is it's an illustrated anthology that features some of the you know best conversations on the show and it kicks off um with an uplifting introduction by Roxane Gay who's married to Millman which I think is like super interesting because you know of course you know this is a design podcast and Roxane Gay is you know this big literary author and so I just like I was like this is the book I need to mention on this podcast I love the marriage of these two ideas (laughs) yeah and it's a very interesting podcast it's not decorating right more like the philosophy right yeah yeah it's very interesting yeah I enjoy her podcast as well and she has been around for a long time I don't know if it's 2005 but probably is yeah quite a while so do you ever use books in your own decor for me books are my decor I'm like Kavya where (laughs) I'm just like getting that (laughs) I'm just like the more books the better so my bookcase is really like the focal point in my in my living room which is basically like almost the whole apartment because small apartment um so I do want to mention I got it from CB2 it's called the stair it's called stairway um and so it's it's kind of like you were mentioning um Kelly in in the you know in our previous talk um about how important it is or what you know like a, a tool that you can use when it comes to having bookcases about having them like really nice and tall you know using that using right. that um, vertical space um and so and yes yeah, so, yeah this is basically like a really nice tall bookcase and it's white and minimal um so that's kind of really where I showcase you know the most decor there for my books um but my dream is to have a built-in bookcase like Miss Tavia oh that's an amazing bookcase <laughs> Yes, 100%. I use books in my decor. You know, listen, I am the ultimate bookworm. When I was a kid, my parents used to yell at me in the summertime, go outside and get some fresh air. (laughs) Reading on the couch. So I would go outside with my book and lay on the grass and like that was the fresh air. So, you know, so of course, I have books that go all the way back to when I was a kid on my bookcases. And when I um, as my divorce present to myself, I bought an apartment and one of the must-haves and my realtor was like okay weirdo was was that I had to have a completely blank wall for floor-to-ceiling bookcases so um that was you know the sort of the first renovation I did when I moved in I was here less than a month before you know I had the the cabinet maker here like taking measurements um but I also have a little little spot on the console table in my living room where I put books between two brass bookends that are um they're I don't know I can't remember what kind of a oh antelope they're antelope heads and the (laughs) the horns go they sort of swoop all the way back and Mm -hmm. they're so beautiful and then I just keep the books that I'm like actively reading right there so they're I can they're easily accessible and they they're sort of beneath this collage of small paintings on the wall and it's just such a pretty little area and I just feel like the books are like the the perfect touch I have to ask Tavia how many books are you reading at a time usually I only read one at a time because I I confuse I actually will confuse the plots or the information Mm -hmm. but I have a constant law like TBR like a to to be read pile that I'm always working my way through so that's the TBR sits on my little console table between the antelope heads (laughs) (laughs) so Bianca 
What's your best stack of books? Okay, I'm so glad you asked this question because I have a concept to talk about that Tavi actually introduced to me that I am like, I need to do this today. Um, So it's called Spine Poetry. And basically, it is stacking books so the titles make little poems. I just, I love poetry. And I just love that. Yeah, I love it. Is it a haiku? Is it a limerick? What are you doing there? It is whatever you want it to be. Okay. (laughs) Epic. You're writing an epic poem. It's, you know, it's Homer all over again. Oh, that is hilarious. You have to have a lot of books to make that work. Yeah, I need a little step-by-step for this DIY poeming. Go ahead. Explain how you do it. Oh, Tavi, you probably know more about it than I do. I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. So you you look at the titles of the, on the spines of the books that you have, mm-hmm. and and inevitably they will suggest a concept or a theme, and then you just sort of put them in order so that they make little sentences that create a poetic message. Gosh, I wish I had known about this in the beginning of the pandemic because this would have been a real time killer and I would have really enjoyed it. I'm getting a little busy again now, but wow. Kelly, you could have spent all day doing that. A hundred percent. And and actually if you I know that that um that you're both on Instagram, if you search the hashtag spine poetry, there's literally tens of thousands of examples of spine poems. This wow. sounds like the people that go in Hobby Lobby and take the letters and spell things oh. and then leave it that way. <laughs> oh, wow. And then just walk away. I didn't even know that was going on. Okay, oh, I'm learning yeah. all these things today. Well, I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Probably a little too much. <laughs> that is so funny. So so that reminds me of something that I do when I'm in bookstores is I take all my favorite books and I turn them from the shelf to be spined out, to be face out, to get, give them a little extra love. I've done that too, oh. Tommy. <laughs> Will you do that for with our books next time you're yeah. at Barnes and Noble. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, yeah. Totally. I did go in the bookstore one time and move mine a little bit. <laughs> you should do it all the time. It's you're totally your prerogative as an author. I just go, well, I said, oh my gosh, I this is so beautiful. Oh, have you seen this book? Okay. Okay. Tavia, you tell us about your best stack. I really love matching sets of books. And I'm not so posh that I have like matching leather bound, gilded sets of classics. But for me, you know, I, Every now and then I'll fall into a series of books that I really love. It started when I was a kid and I read Little House on the Prairie. I had to read every single book. I still have the original set. It sits on my bookshelf. I love them all in the row. There's also amazing books for adults and you can just you have to get the same format of the book so you can't have like one hardcover and one paperback like that's not a that doesn't work even if it's the series is in order. It has to be the same format. So for example, Lord of the Rings, all the Harry Potter books. I mean, lining up those Harry Potter hardcovers it, it, all in a row is just absolutely stunning. And my n- number one favorite is because this is one of my number one favorite trilogy is the Natchez Burning Trilogy by Greg Isles. And it's a three, three thrillers. They make up a, a very big dramatic arc of this mm-hmm. sort of thriller. It's set in Mississippi and all the covers have the same look and feel. So when you put them next to each other, it's really lovely. That's great. Now, what do you think about the people that organize their books by color of the spine? Okay, so... I'm just starting something, aren't I? (laughs) I think that this is my unpopular opinion. I think that those people are not true book lovers. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so then we have to confess to you. 
We sometimes pick our books by the color of the spine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, just for where they are, not for just, reading them. Not for reading, but just how you stack them. Right. You know, sure. Doing them on a coffee table, I want them to look nice together. Right. Yeah. Well, well, I want to enjoy them. Right. First I, think, and foremost, I think for a but... coffee table, that makes so much sense because that's like a design centerpiece. But when mm-hmm. it comes to like a whole bookcase, yeah. you know, there's probably better ways to to organize that. Agreed. I've seen that done on the bookcase. It's not something. It's not something we recommend, but right. I've seen it a lot. We don't like color blocking anyway. No. Nope. Okay. So uh, since Anita asked that, I have to ask, what do you think about that decor look, that styling look that was sort of all the rage about a year ago, two years ago? Putting the books backwards. I, I knew, knew you were going to say, say that. that. Oh my oh god. My god. And I knew you I were just trying that. to get something started. <laughs> So I think so for, dumb. Right? I think it's so dumb. I mean, these are. I mean, yeah. if you if you thought you didn't like books when you put them in color order like a rainbow, you really don't like them. If you don't even want to know what the title of the book is. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I think it's really clearly an aesthetic, right? They're clearly right. like, it's, look yeah. at me, look at what I'm doing, and yeah. I, it's just. Uh, I don't understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was just taking the neutral look too far. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This was so much fun. I want to do the podcast with these girls all the time, Anita. I know. They're <laughs> Ask fun. Ask us 10 more questions about books. We could do it all day. Okay, <laughs> we'll think of another time so we can get together. It has been really wonderful to meet you ladies. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on Decorating Tips and Tricks. And let everyone know where they can find you and where they can listen to your amazing podcast. This was so much fun. We recorded this at the end of a long work day. And I have to say, this has totally lifted my mood. So Thank you so much. Ooh, too. Next time we'll have Aww. wine. Okay, we'll do it on <laughs> Our second season is nine episodes long. We drop every Wednesday, first thing in the morning. So you'll wake up and find us there. And you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We're sort of everywhere. And our website is bookclubgirl.com slash podcast. And you can follow me at Tavia Reads. You can follow the Book Club Girl community at Book Club Girl on all social media platforms. And Bianca, where can folks find you? Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at Flows Bianca. You can see photos of my puppy. <laughs> oh, this was so fun. Thank you so much, ladies. Our podcast came out, come out on the same day, Wednesday, early in the morning. So everybody can just toggle back and forth, listen to the book club girl, and then listen to DTT. I love it. I can't wait to hear this episode. It's going to be amazing. Me too. Thank Thanks you so, so much. much. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> Bye. 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 Oh my gosh, Anita, that was so much fun talking to Bianca and Tavia. I really enjoyed it. We had such laughs with them. Tell us what our DTT Define is today. Today, DTT defines the difference between a comforter and a duvet. And it's just a very slight difference. A comforter is a single piece, whereas a duvet has two pieces, the cover and the insert. So comforters have the cover kind of sewn into the insert. And the nice thing about that is that 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 insert or the inside, the stuffing, is not going to shift when you have a comforter. And I'm sure you've had that case, Kelly, where you have a duvet and it shifts all to one side. Some move so much and others don't. I don't get it. Well, and I, I usually get the duvet covers that have the ties in the corners that tie the insert, but still it's going to shift a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Uh, but uh, comforters tend to be cheaper. So that's one benefit. Uh, because a duvet, you have to buy the insert and the cover. But the duvet is nice because once you have your insert, you just need to do buy the covers. 
And you can choose an insert that really suits your needs, a heavy one, a light one, a down one, a feather one, a, a down alternative. So you can get exactly the insert you want, which is really the nice thing about duvets. And then if you're the type of person that likes a new look all the time, you can have several covers and it's not going to take up as much space. So what's your crush? My crush is another fermented food because, you know, I love the making the kombucha and the kefir. And I just discovered this El Ruteri super yogurt uh, from the Cultured Food Life. And I'll have a link in here. But it, it's a it's not really yogurt. It's kind of a little different strain. But the exciting thing about it is this El Ruteri bacteria strain has all <laughs> I'm these sorry. I Stop it. Exciting right. and bacteria in the same <laughs> sentence, really. Okay. I mean, you sparked my interest. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Let me just say, look, is that El Ruteri increases the love hormone. Well, that is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> But that's kind of that hormone you have after you have a baby or when you're in love. Remember that that love hormone? See? Sure. That hormone creates a feeling of connectedness and compassion. And the El Ruteri, according to MIT, has the unique ability to trigger the release of the hormone in the brain. So who knew? But it's actually some of this cultured food. I'm going to be honest with you, does not taste good. I'm not a fan of the sauerkraut. It's got lots of health benefits. Doesn't taste good. But this one, this yogurt is actually very delicious. So I'll have the links. You can go check it out yourself. Forget the wine. Just let me give you some yogurt. (laughs) My crush are these geode bookends. They're really beautiful. They're not just the stones sort of cut in half, which are super pretty in and of themselves. But these are white um, agate with marble. So picture the marble slabs, two marble slabs creating an L. And then on top of each one of those in the lower part of the L is uh, a gold, golden brush gold rod with a very organic shaped piece of agate sitting on top of each one. They're absolutely beautiful. And I'd never seen anything like this before. So I ordered them and (laughs) I'm going to have the link in the show notes. What color are they again? They're white. So they're white marble and white agate. Oh, that sounds really beautiful. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.